Well, good weekday evening. Today is Thursday, February 2nd. The time is 7 p.m. And you are tuned in to the weekly edition of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I'm your host, Brother Alan Weir, for this one hour plus block of time. I say one hour plus because although we usually run from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., as the Spirit of God leads, we have been going over. We've been engaged in prayer and ministry during our podcast time, and we've gone beyond the 8 o'clock mark. But it's okay because with the Spirit of God, there are none and there should be no constraints. Parents of Pod, Parents of Prodigals podcast, rather, is a live, a live podcast program dedicated, committed, and yes, consecrated to the ministry of prayer intercession and supplication for backslidden and wayward sons and daughters. There are those of us who are born again, who have sons and daughters, who have either backslidden and wandered from the faith or have never accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And so we take this time every week to lift them up in prayer that the Holy Spirit would convict them of their sin, open up their hearts and minds to the truth of the gospel, and lead them to the foot of the cross so that they fully surrender their lives to Christ and have names written in the book of life. We also take this time to lift up in prayer those of us who are parents of these prodigals and guardians of prodigals. Many times, because they're not saved, many of us as parents of these prodigals will be full of anxiety. The enemy will try to fill our hearts with worry and anxiety and rob us of our peace. But as we commit our prodigals to prayer, We know that they are in the best of hands. And so we pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, their deliverance from whatever has them in bondage and the salvation of their souls. We commit them to the Lord's hands, knowing that he has an appointed time and the best method to bring our prodigal sons and daughters to the foot of the cross. Many of us have unsafe prodigal sons and daughters who are still living at home. Maybe they are teenagers who may have been involved in the church and have lost an interest in the things of God. They refuse to come to church anymore. They refuse to participate in Bible reading or prayer and are preoccupied with the things that youth are preoccupied with these days. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are adults living away from home, married perhaps, involved in their careers, 
which are not necessarily things that are bad in themselves. However, the cares of this life, as is mentioned in the book of Matthew, have pushed the things of God and the things of eternity into the background. And they become more focused on the temporal of this world instead of the eternal of the next. And so we lift them up in prayer as well, that God would refocus them and set their minds on things above, not on the things of the earth. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are in bondage to addictions, drugs, or alcohol. Maybe they're on the streets, and we worry about them in this bondage. Or perhaps they're in drug rehabilitation centers, struggling to maintain their sobriety. Some of us have prodigal sons and daughters who are incarcerated, in jail, or in state facilities. And they're not saved. But we worry about them and we pray for them. That the Lord keep them safe in that dangerous environment and that somehow the gospel get to them through maybe a ministry or maybe perhaps, yes, even another inmate who has surrendered their life to Christ. God has the perfect plan and the perfect method. We lift them all up in prayer. And so, at this time, we want to invite you to be an active participant in this podcast. Again, this is a live call-in podcast, and we welcome for you to call in and present your prayer requests. If you wish to remain anonymous when you present a prayer request, that's fine. We will respect your privacy. It can be an unspoken request. Maybe you want to call in and give a testimony of what the Lord is doing in the life of your prodigal, or perhaps share a scripture or a word of encouragement. This is also a time when ironing will be sharpening iron, and something you have to share will edify, strengthen, and comfort someone who is listening. You may be listening to this podcast, and you are a prodigal yourself. If you are a prodigal, maybe you have wandered from the faith and you have tuned into this podcast, my prayer, our prayer, is that the Spirit of God will touch your heart, convict you, and lead you to the foot of the cross so that you will surrender your life fully to Christ and be born again. The Word of God says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And that's our prayer for you if you are a prodigal and want to be restored. We invite you, if you choose to do so, to call in yourself, and we will lift you up in prayer. At this time, I want to make an acknowledgement. We have a dear sister who has a burden and a concern for her daughter who is facing addiction issues, but she shares on our board that she wants to praise the Lord for all good things as the Lord is allowing their daughter 
to come back home. And they are looking for a facility for their daughter so she can enter treatment. This dear sister shares that she sees a tremendous change right now and that she is praying that she continues growing. And that there are many plans ahead for her and with the will of God and the support of her parents, she is going to be doing great things. And she thanks everyone who is listening and participating for our prayers. We will respect your confidentiality. If you choose to call in, we would welcome you. But we give glory to God and we praise the Lord right now that the Lord is answering prayer and moving in your daughter's life. God bless you, sister. God bless your family. And when the time for our prayer comes up, we will lift your daughter up in prayer, thanking the Lord for the moving of the Holy Spirit in her life and continued moving, that she surrender her life to Christ. God is moving. The Spirit of God is active. He is working. We need to continue to believe that and not allow the enemy to put any doubts or any anxiety in our hearts. And so we welcome you again to be an active participant in this podcast. We look forward to hearing from you. If you wish to present a prayer request, give a testimony, share a scripture, or a word of encouragement. At this time, we want to welcome our many listeners in a variety of states in our great country. We welcome our listeners from New York, California, Colorado, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Massachusetts, Connecticut, Idaho, Georgia, Alabama, Maryland, Tennessee, Texas, Ohio, Utah, Wisconsin, West Virginia, and most recently, New Jersey. We also want to acknowledge our new listeners in the United Kingdom. We saw on our board that we have a listener in the United Kingdom, in Europe. We welcome you to this podcast. Some people may be listening due to time differences in our nation, maybe the ones in California, or maybe the ones in England, maybe listening to this podcast after they download it. And there are others that may be listening live right now, a few hours early or a few hours late. We welcome you. And we thank God that you're tuning in. And we invite you, again, to call in and be an active participant. We want to begin our podcast before we start our devotional with a word of prayer. Please join me in an opening word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. We thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins, shedding his blood for our salvation. We praise you and we thank you that our names are written in the book of life. And Lord, I pray for this brief period of time of sharing 
encouragement, edification, comfort, strengthening, and most of all, prayer, that your spirit take over this podcast and permeate both speaker and listener. Put burning coals on my lips and on the lips of anyone who may call in. Strengthen, encourage, edify, comfort, and bless everyone who's listening to this podcast, whether it's live or through a later download. You are able to do above and beyond exceedingly what we expect, whether it's live or through a download, Lord. You are all-powerful, and time is no constraint for you. We praise you, and we worship you, and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. The title of tonight's devotional is appropriately, but interestingly enough, in the form of a question, not a statement. The title of tonight's devotional is, Are We Salt to Our Prodigals? Are We Salt to Our Prodigals? And we have two scripture texts that I am going to be referring to. The first is found in the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13. And the second one is found in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 34 through 35. Matthew, chapter 5, verse 13. And then the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 34 through 35. I will read the first text now. Matthew chapter 5, verses 13, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version of the Holy Scriptures. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt loses its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. Salt is good. I'll be reading from now the Gospel of Luke, chapter 14, verses 34 through 35. Salt is good, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor for the dunghill, but men throw it out. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Before we can get into the application part of our devotional, and what it means to us, we should first understand what the Word of God is saying regarding salt. You know, in both the Old and New Testament, there were many minerals that were considered both useful and valuable that were mentioned, and that were very important to the inhabitants of the lands. Lime, for example, was used for plastering walls and floors. Lye was used for primarily making soap, as it is today. In both Greek and Roman cultures, marble was valuable and was used for building rich homes and public buildings. But of all the minerals mentioned in the Bible, salt stands out as being one of the most, if not the most, valuable and useful minerals to many cultures and in many different ways. 
aside from seasoning food and cooking during times of war, an enemy's land was sown with salt to make the soil useless and barren. In Roman times, salt was an important item of trade and was even used for money and currency. In fact, Roman soldiers received part of their salary in salt. But of all the minerals in scripture, whether it's quartz, lye, tin, sapphire, plaster, lead, or any other mineral, Jesus chose salt when it came to describing the characteristics his followers should have. And he compared those characteristics to his followers. This was not a coincidence. Salt had a significant place in Hebrew culture as well as worship. It was included in the grain offering, Leviticus chapter 2, verse 13. It was included in the burnt offering, Ezekiel chapter 43, verse 24. Part of the temple offering included salt, Ezra chapter 6, verse 9. Salt was used to seal covenants, November, Numbers chapter 18, verse 19. In fact, newborn babies were rubbed with salt in the belief that it promoted good health. Jesus said in both our texts that we as believers are to be the salt of the earth. In fact, the Greek word for earth in our text is ge'es, ge'es meaning not just whatever environment we're in, whether it's home, work, or in our community, but to the people in that environment. And for you and I, as parents of unsaved sons and daughters, it means being salt before our prodigal children, whether they're in the same household and we have daily contact with them, or have contact with them personally on occasion if they're living away from home. So in what ways are we like salt? In what ways are we expected to influence our prodigal sons and daughters in comparison to salt? Well, in order to answer that, we need to understand the characteristics and effects of salt. First, salt preserves. Salt preserves. In Jesus' time, where there were no refrigerators or ice makers, salt was used to stop, if not slow down, the decay and decomposition of meat. Many times salt was rubbed on the meat to prevent it from decaying. And you and I as godly parents should have lifestyles and behavior that have a moral influence on our prodigals. Our godly character can and should have an influence on turning the moral decay of our prodigals around. For lack of a better term, the same way salt was rubbed on meat to prevent decay and decomposition and extend life, we should, for lack of a better term, rub off on our prodigals as well. The second characteristic is salt gives flavor. Salt gives flavor. Salt, as we know it today, is usually processed. But in Jesus' time, 
salt was much more stronger. In that same manner that salt gives appeal to food, our testimony, the peace that passes all understanding that we should have, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the fruits of the Spirit that we should be exhibiting, Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 through 23, and the love of Christ that should be exhibited daily, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through 8, should give appeal to the life in fellowship with Christ. A believer who has no flavor is a useless witness to their prodigal child. The third characteristic is that salt stimulates and creates thirst. Salt stimulates and creates thirst. This characteristic is more or less led into, in a sense, by the previous one. There are people who have horses that I have spoken to, and they have said that if a horse is refusing to drink a regular intake of water, adding some sodium or salt to the hay will stimulate them to drink. So here's the question that we should pose to ourselves. Is our witness before our prodigal sons and daughters making them thirsty to surrender their lives to Christ? Paul told the Thessalonians in 1 Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 5, For our gospel did not come in word only, but also in power, and in the Holy Spirit, and in much assurance, as you know what kind of men we were among you for your sake. A faithful witness, the fruits of the Spirit, and the love of Christ, not just quoting scripture or preaching to our prodigals, will bring appeal to salvation and in turn stimulate thirst for the true living water that only Jesus Christ can give to them. The fourth characteristic is that salt heals. Salt heals. Salt was used by many cultures in the ancient world for medical and healing purposes. Even today, many people who have sore feet will dip their feet in Epsom salt for its healing properties and its restorative effects. Salt promotes healthy digestion, and most importantly, salt would help in killing infection and aid in healing wounds. You and I are called and should be testimonies of the spiritual, emotional, mental, and yes, even physical healing of our lives. But our prayers, our witness, and our admonishments need to be a vehicle for the healing of our prodigal sons and daughters. But for in order for this to happen, we as parents must live lives that are worthy of our calling, and we have to continue to abide in Christ. The fifth characteristic, which is the most unusual of all, but it is true scripturally, despite all the other effects our witness and our testimony is going to have on our prodigal sons and daughters, this effect is definitely going to stand out. Salt irritates. Salt irritates. Jesus said in Matthew 
chapter 10, verses 35 through 36. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against a mother-in-law. And a person's enemies will be those in his own household. In Luke chapter 21, verse 16, Jesus also warned, You will be betrayed even by parents and brothers and relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Now Christ does not want to see conflict within the family, but what Jesus meant when he said these things was that true commitment and devotion in following and living in complete obedience to him and his word would be a source of conflict and division within families. Our prodigals may become angry when they listen to our Christian music. When they hear us praying, they may exhibit hostility. When they hear us worship, they may react. There can be demonic influences with regards to their manifestations as our faithful witness and godly living can cause our prodigals to exhibit some of the demonic influences that are at work in their lives. Be warned, however, if your Christian walk is not irritating your prodigals or the unsaved around you, perhaps there's something with your walk that is not right. Our holiness, our walk with the Lord is definitely going to irritate and annoy people around us. You know, our witness before our prodigals is to be salt, possessing all the godly effects that the Lord wants us to have. However, our text also warns us of one last thing. Although salt in biblical times was valuable and useful, it was only valuable and useful as long as it remained and retained salty. Once salt lost its purity and saltiness, it was useless and ineffective. This occurred when salt was exposed to other elements or mixed with other things. Back in the days of the Old and New Testament, salt was not 100% pure, and over a period of time it would lose its saltiness. And once it lost its saltiness, it would lose the effects that it would otherwise have. And the unfortunate thing is there are times when over a period of time, we can become weary in praying for our prodigals or become lax in the zeal that we should have in living the Christian life. We cannot allow the enemy to make us let our guard down spiritually and become lax and lazy in living for Christ, especially in front of our prodigals. And so again, we need to be careful that we are not exposing our lives to things that would dilute our holy walk with Christ. In that same way, if we are going to be effective in our witness and influencing and leading our prodigals to Christ, our lives have to be pure, consecrated, and undiluted by worldly influences that can take away our saltiness. 
when salt has lost its strength and saltiness through contamination it is of no use and thrown on the ground where men trample on it it should be our prayer as it is mine and all of our prayers that we continue to be salt before our prodigals and that over time the effects of the spirit of god in our lives would lead them to a saving knowledge of jesus christ join me in a closing word of prayer please father we come to the close of this devotional period and i pray that what was shared and what was said fall on good ground in the hearts of the hearers help us all myself included all of us who are parents and guardians of unsaved sons and daughters prodigals to be salt before our unsaved children having an effective witness that heals that preserves from any moral decay in our homes that gives flavor to the appeal of the gospel of jesus christ but we know lord most of all that our walk with you may irritate our unsaved sons and daughters so help us to persevere they may laugh at us they may persecute us they may ridicule us so lord give us strength give us fortitude and encourage our hearts to keep living christ before our prodigal sons and daughters no matter what kind of hostility or bitterness or ridicule or sarcasm they may dish out lord help us to stay remain steadfast in our walk in our testimony help us not to become intimidated embarrassed in sharing the gospel but to be bold in our witness both in word and in the way we live standing up for holiness lord god in the face of any persecution that our prodigals may throw our way and we pray that you touch our prodigals and that our lives have an effect in their lives in jesus name amen well we've come to the halfway mark of the parents of prodigals podcast and that's it's at this time when we take a musical interlude and pray that you will enjoy these two pieces of music that they will edify comfort encourage and strengthen you and after our musical interlude we shall return with the second half of the parents of prodigals podcast and at which time we will lift up the prayer requests that we have here so please enjoy this musical interlude and we shall return with the second half of the parents of prodigals program please stay tuned close to you 
All right. Well, we welcome you back to the second half of the Parents of Prodigals podcast. And I want to acknowledge my sister from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, Cecilia Jimenez, enjoyed the musical piece that we played earlier, Draw Me Close. I'm glad it was a blessing to you, sister, and I'm so happy that the Lord is moving in the lives of your family. I also want to say hallelujah and praise the Lord to Pastor Daisy Feliciano from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. I share your worship in the Lord, Pastor Daisy. Thank God for you, and I'm glad you're tuning in. And my brother Delbert, Delbert McMillan, also from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church, shares an insight, get the rings and robes ready and prepare the tables for celebration. Our prodigals will be returning home if they're not there already. He shares glory to God. Our prodigals are coming home in Jesus' name. We can all rejoice. God is moving. The prayers have already been answered. All we have to do is continue to watch the road. The Lord is moving in the lives of all of our prodigals. And we will receive them with loving arms, as our dear sister and pastor Daisy Feliciano shares. Praise God for all those insights and sharings. I'm so glad to see them. You know, many times during the podcast, if not at the beginning of it, I will share that the Lord is coming soon. And that while we want the Lord to return... We don't want our prodigals to be left behind. We want their names to be written in the book of life. We don't want them to enter into a Christless eternity. I mention that because there are several, actually two noteworthy events and incidents that have taken place in the last several weeks or will be taking place. On April 28th through the 30th, the Satanic Temple in Boston is celebrating their 10th year anniversary by holding an event that they are calling SatanCon. The event will consist of Satanic rituals, a Satanic wedding chapel, and a Satanic marketplace, which will no doubt be selling crystals, spells, books on the occult, and other things. They're actually advertising this as the, quote, largest satanic gathering in history. God help us all. Several weeks ago, a street preacher in Minnesota named Paul Shore was threatened with expulsion from the Mall of America in Minnesota if he didn't remove a t-shirt that he was wearing that said, Jesus is the only way. And in a social media video, a mall security guard can be heard telling him, Jesus is associated with religion, and your t-shirt is offending people. Mr. Shore was subsequently allowed to continue on his way after law enforcement intervened. These events, and many like it, signal the nearness as wickedness increases in the land, not just in our country, but all over the world. 
The next event on the prophetic biblical calendar is the rapture. The snatching away of born-again believers into the clouds. The verse in Thessalonians says that the dead in Christ shall rise first, and we who are alive and remain shall meet the Lord in the air. The Lord will take us out of this world, which will face a seven-year period known as the Great Tribulation, when the judgments of God will be poured out on this earth, a rebellious earth and rebellious people who do not acknowledge God nor give any thought to him to worship him or give thanks to him. As the book of Romans says, they've exchanged the truth of God for a lie. And I mentioned those two incidents, the satanic event taking place and this brother in Christ who was expelled or threatened to be expelled if he didn't take off his t-shirt. Because again in the book of Romans it mentions that the people in this world have exchanged the truth of God for a lie and are worshiping the creator, the, the creation rather, instead of the creator, refusing to acknowledge the greatness of God or worship him, turning to alternative religions alternative beliefs, or maybe not having any interest in spiritual things at all. Atheists, agnostics, people involved in the occult. And we pray fervently because some of our prodigals may be involved in these things. Maybe some of our prodigals are atheists or agnostics. Some of our prodigals may be involved in the occult. In my area in Sullivan County, New York, there is a store that sells crystals and charms, rocks that are said to give positive energy and good fortune. All of these things, demonic things. The enemy is deluding the minds of our prodigals and letting them turn to a variety of false religions, false beliefs, and offering false hope instead of our prodigals turning to Christ. And so we need to pray, even fast, fervently, that the Spirit of God move in a mighty and powerful way in the hearts and minds of our prodigals. We cannot become lax. We cannot just pray once and say, God heard my prayer. He knows what needs to be done. We must be persistent. Continue to ask, seek, and knock so that the door will be opened. Jesus told his disciples who were facing a situation where they could not cast out an evil spirit that sometimes some spirits only can come out through prayer and fasting. We may need to enter warfare for the salvation of our prodigals by fasting for them as well. And so we need to continue watchful in prayer and rebuke the forces of darkness that would deceive our prodigal sons and daughters into other things 
and steer them away from the truth. And we ourselves, as parents and guardians of prodigals, need to keep watch that we don't become lax, but that we remain steadfast and not get discouraged. They may come to Christ tomorrow. They may come to Christ next week or next year. It may be an easy process, like I've said before. The fishermen left their nets instantly and followed Christ. Matthew left his tax collector's booth and followed Christ. But Paul had to be knocked off a horse and blinded. And I agree with my sister, Cecilia, who says it's a spiritual war, especially when the enemy sees that our prodigals want to change their lives. There is no way the enemy is going to allow these things to go unaddressed. The earth is a battlefield, and the souls of our sons and daughters is the prize. We rebuke the forces of darkness, and we need, we need to pray without ceasing, as my sister Daisy Feliciano just shared. And so at this time, I want you to join me as we enter into prayer, intercession, and supplication for the requests that I'm going to be going down the line and praying for. Every one of these requests is important. And as our pastor Daisy Feliciano shares, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, our wrestling is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against the powers, against the world rulers of this darkness against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. And so right now we are going to wrestle against these principalities and powers and these wicked hosts and pray for our prodigal sons and daughters. Join me right now. Let us touch and agree and unite in prayer. Our first request is for Valentina, Valentina, the dear daughter, of a brother and sister in Christ at Sole Purpose Evangelical Church. We rejoice that the Lord is working in Valentina's life, but we're going to continue to pray at the move of the Spirit continue. Join me in prayer for her. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you for Valentina, that you're moving in her life, that there are things that are starting to change. It's a slow process. Lord, your timing is perfect, and we need to trust in it, and we do trust in it. We trust you with Valentina and what you're doing in her life so far. We praise you and we thank you, Lord God. You're not moving too slow. You're moving at just the right pace. You know what needs to be done and how it needs to be done. We have authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and we tread on these powers right now in Valentina's life, rebuking them and casting them away from Valentina. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you touch her heart, open up her eyes to the truth, and bring her to the foot of the cross. Deliver her from whatever bondage she is in. Save her soul, fill her with the Holy Spirit, and make her the woman of God that we know you want her to be. We trust you with Valentina. We praise you for the work in her life. It's done. We believe it. She's going to be on the road. She's on the road. We thank you for her salvation. We pray for Valentina's parents that you give them strength and encouragement, that they remain steadfast 
and not get discouraged or allow the enemy to put anxiety into their hearts. The peace of God that passes all understanding, let it permeate Valentina's parents. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to pray right now for a young lady named Angelica. Angelica, we pray for her every week. Angelica is the daughter of a dear brother who I remain in contact with through social media. And Angelica is also in bondage to several things. In the mighty name of Jesus, we will pray for Angelica's deliverance and salvation. We understand there's also perhaps some emotional issues, maybe depression or low self-esteem. We're going to rebuke that and lift Angelica up in prayer. Lord God, we thank you for Angelica's relatives and parents, godly people who care for her soul and want to see her saved. And we, first and foremost, ask that you move in Angelica's life, Lord God. Remove the veil from her eyes that she may run to you, Lord, as our sister Daisy shares and unites with us in prayer for Angelica. Remove the scales from Angelica's eyes so that she sees the truth. Touch her hardened heart if she doesn't want to hear or consider the gospel. Bring someone her way. She may not want to listen to family members, but send someone her way whom she will listen to. A Christian song may touch her heart. and Maybe somebody will witness to her. Whatever you choose to do, however you choose to do it, however long you choose to take, Lord God, whatever method you utilize, we trust you with her. You know what's best. We thank you for Angelica's salvation and deliverance. Heal wounded and injured emotions and mind. Heal the mind, Lord God. You can heal the spirit, heal the body. Heal the mind and the emotions as well. We pray for Angelica's family as well, that they remain steadfast in prayer for Angelica. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up in prayer the adult son of a dear brother and sister in Christ from Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. This gentleman's name is Edgar, and, and Edgar has a young daughter, and the request is regarding the lifestyle that Edgar is living, an ungodly lifestyle. He's engaged in several activities and a certain lifestyle that his daughter may be exposed to. And so we pray for Edgar's salvation. He did come to church on one or two occasions and heard the word of God get preached. The seed has been planted. So now we're going to pray for Edgar's soul. At the enemy, not take the seed from Edgar's heart. If it needs to be replanted, so be it. But let's lift Edgar and his young daughter up in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just lift up in prayer Edgar, the adult son of my dear brother and sister. And I pray, Lord God, you see the lifestyle that he is living, an ungodly lifestyle. We pray that you give him a distaste for this lifestyle, that you convict him of the sinfulness and wickedness of the things he is doing, the people he may be hanging out with, the activities he may be engaging in, Lord. 
open up his eyes to the emptiness of the life that he's living. Give Edgar absolutely no rest. Give him sleepless nights. Through the conviction of the Holy Spirit, the prodding of the Spirit of God, that he make a change in his life, a change that only the Spirit of God can do. Deliverance and salvation. We lift Edgar up in prayer. His salvation and deliverance, Lord God. We rebuke the power of the enemy that may be telling him that his lifestyle is okay. It's not harming anyone. We rebuke that in Jesus' name. Remove those thoughts from his mind. Holy Spirit, take over his mind. Lord God, convict Edgar of his sin. We pray for his young daughter, that a hedge of protection be around her, a battalion, a brigade, an army of angels around this child. Touch Edgar, minister to his life, and save him from self-destruction. Praise God, Pastor Daisy. In Jesus' name, we thank you for the answer to this prayer, which we know is coming, if not already answered. Amen. Our dear brother, Jamie Schock, who is our board person, our sound man, has a daughter named China. And if you don't already know, we will share it with you again. China was involved in a certain lifestyle that she needed deliverance from. She was not saved. But praise God, it wasn't that long ago when my brother Jamie shared that his daughter, China, and her friend, Alexa, both surrendered their lives to Jesus Christ and are born again. But don't think for a moment that the enemy is going to not try to interfere with this. He's not going to let this go. There is nothing more that the enemy would want than to see China and Alexa in a Christless eternity. And so we're going to pray for these two young ladies and the perseverance of their faith in Christ. Heavenly Father, we pray, we thank you first of all and foremost for China and Alexa. Lord, that you drew them to the foot of the cross and that your Holy Spirit touched their hearts and minds. And now, Lord, we pray that you continue to keep them in the hollow of your hand. Give them perseverance so that they continue in the faith. Let nothing no distractions steer them away from their commitment and their love and devotion to you. Give them a hunger for your word. Give them a desire for worship and a love for fellowship, Heavenly Father. If they're not there already, steer them to a Bible-believing, deliverance-centered, Christ-preaching, gospel-focused church that is spirit-filled in every way, shape, or form. Protect China and Alexa. Keep them from the evil one. We rebuke the evil one from their minds and their lives. We command the enemy to take his hands off them both and get away from them. Lord Jesus, continue to bless China and Alexa and their walk with you. They are sheep in your flock. Don't let them wander away. The thief will come to steal, kill, and destroy. We rebuke that. And we praise you, Good Shepherd, that you will be faithful in protecting the sheep of your flock, China and Alexa. 
In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up a young man by the name of Joshua. Joshua is the precious and beloved son of our pastor, Pastor Albert Feliciano and Frankie Feliciano. And Joshua is facing issues of addiction, as many prodigals are facing, the demonic shackle of addiction. And there have been times when Joshua has come to church and has approached the throne of grace, but the enemy will not let him go and will not allow him to persevere. We're going to pray for Joshua right now and rebuke the forces of darkness. Lord God, we thank you for Joshua, this young man who is struggling with addiction, as many prodigals are. We pray first and foremost, Lord, that you give him strength. If he's not already in a program, that you lead him to a program where he can do what's necessary, the work that's necessary, medically and otherwise, to stay away from drugs. We pray that the Spirit of God touch his heart, his mind, his soul, his spirit, that he maintain his sobriety and stay away from drugs. The enemy would love to keep Joshua in bondage. We rebuke the power of the enemy right now in Jesus' name and command the enemy to take his hands off Joshua. We rebuke principalities and powers. We wrestle against the forces of darkness. We put them in a headlock and pin them to the ground. We claim victory over Joshua's life in Jesus' name for his deliverance and salvation. Make him the man of God that you can make him, Lord God. We commit him into your hands. We praise you for Joshua's deliverance from narcotics and the salvation of his soul. In Jesus' name, amen. We want to lift up in prayer our next request. Several weeks ago, we had a mom by the name of Mary Ellen who called in. And she and her husband, Kevin, have a daughter named Gabby. I believe she was 15 or 16. And Gabby is also in bondage to depression. Maybe emotional issues or low self-esteem. Maybe peer pressure is keeping her from committing her life to Christ. We want to lift Gabby up in prayer right now as we pray for her every week. Heavenly Father, we pray for this young lady, this teenager, Gabby, Lord God. She's precious in your sight, Lord. We don't want to see her get left behind when the rapture takes place. We don't want to see Gabby go into a Christless eternity. And again, Lord God, the thief comes to kill steal and destroy the enemy would love nothing more than to kill gabby to steal her from having an eternity with you and to destroy her soul for you we plead the blood of jesus over this young lady gabby right now heavenly father remove the veil from her eyes so that she sees the need for you, Lord. 
give her an emptiness, a void in her heart, a void that only you can fill, Lord God. Nag at her, Holy Spirit. Give Gabby no peace. And open up Gabby's ears to the gospel, should someone witness to her. Soften her heart if it's hardened or sarcastic toward the things of God. Speak to Gabby's heart and convict her of her sin and her need for you. We claim her for you, Heavenly Father. Bring her into your kingdom. Deliver her and save her soul. We pray for Gabby's parents right now that you continue to encourage them, give them perseverance, helping them to remain steadfast in prayer and not give up or become discouraged or back off. Replace any anxiety with peace. Gabby's in good hands. She's in your hands, Lord. We praise you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We want to lift up in prayer another young man named Joshua. Joshua is the son of a dear brother and sister in Christ at Soul Purpose Evangelical Church. Now, Joshua also is facing problems with addiction. Addiction. And Joshua, I understand, is perhaps entering a program where he hopefully will get the help that he needs to battle this drug addiction. But the ultimate battle is spiritual, because even if he kicks the habit of drug addiction, if he is not saved, his soul is in mortal danger of an eternal destructive end. And so we're going to lift Joshua up in prayer right now. Heavenly Father, we just lift Joshua up in Jesus' name, Lord God. We present him before you. We lay him on the altar, Lord God. You see that he's facing addiction issues. And the enemy would love to kill him, destroy him, destroy his physical health, destroy his mental health, his emotional health, and ultimately his life so that he enter a Christless eternity in hell. Lord, we claim Joshua for you, Lord God. Your word says that you are not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And so, Lord, we pray that you touch Joshua's heart and open up his heart and mind to the truth of the gospel. Give Joshua no rest as well as he is in treatment. Help him to come to the point, bring him to the point, like the prodigal son the end of himself, so that he returns home and asks for forgiveness of his sins and surrenders his life to you, Lord Jesus. We rebuke the powers of darkness in this young man's life as well when it comes to addiction, a demonic influence. The enemy would love nothing more than to keep Joshua dependent on chemicals and drugs with the lie that he needs them for peace and for coping. Holy Spirit, you can help us cope. You give the peace that give, that passes all understanding. Lord Jesus, you are the Prince of Peace. Peace is found. Real peace, eternal peace, heavenly peace is found in you, Lord God, and not in any chemical or substance. 
The creation cannot cure. Only the creator can. We commit Joshua into your hands, Lord God. His deliverance and salvation, we commit to you and we praise you for them. In Jesus' name, amen. The last prayer request, if there are no others, is dear to my heart. I want to lift up in prayer my own daughter and son. My daughter's name is Megan, and my son's name is Michael. And I would like to pray for both their salvation right now. Lord God, I thank you for my two children that you have blessed me with, my daughter Megan and my son Michael. I thank you, Lord God, that they both have good health, that they both have employment, and that they both are safe right now. But that's just in the temporal, Lord. Their eternal souls are not safe, Heavenly Father. And so I pray for my son, Michael, and my daughter, Megan, in its simplest form, Lord God. I can't say it any other way. Save my two children. Bring them to the foot of the cross. Convict them both of their sins. Open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. Soften their hearts if it's hardened to the truth. Open their ears so that they're willing to listen. And open their mouths, Lord God, so that when they're convicted of their sin and they see their need for you, they confess you as Lord. I pray for both Megan and Michael that you deliver them from whatever is holding them in bondage, whatever is keeping them from surrendering their lives to you, Lord God, whether it's a certain lifestyle, a certain habit, bitterness towards the church, or just apathy. They don't need Christ right now. There's plenty of time. They're young. We rebuke, I rebuke these thoughts in Jesus' name, Lord God. The rapture could take place any minute. Your word says that now is the appointed time. Now is the day of salvation. There is no delay. I commit my son and daughter into your hands for their deliverance and their salvation. I thank you, Lord God, because I know you're working in their lives. It's already done. I praise you and I worship you for their salvation and having their names written in the book of life. In Jesus' name, I thank you and praise you. Amen. We have another prayer request that came in just now. My wife, Nicole, wants to lift up in prayer, wants us all to join in and unite in prayer, supplication, and intercession for her nephews, Nelson and Eric. We don't know all the details, but God does. Let's lift both these young men up in prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord God, the disciples were all young men, all of them doing their own thing, their own careers, their own jobs, friends, recreational activities, all the disciples, all 12 of them, were living their own lives and going about their business. And you call them, Lord God, you call them to follow you. And we pray that just as you called the disciples, you called Nelson and Eric, follow me. Call out to them, Lord. Call out to their minds. Call out to their hearts. 
call out to their souls, follow me, speak to them both. Whatever is keeping them from surrendering their lives to you, maybe it's preoccupation with career, maybe it's drugs, alcohol, maybe it's preoccupation with friends or they're having a good time with the life they're living now. Give them a distaste for all these things, Lord, and give them only hunger for you and salvation, Lord God. You are the bread of life, Lord Jesus. Give them a hunger for the true bread from heaven. You give living water. Anyone who drinks from any other water will thirst again. Bring Nelson and Eric to the point where they crave living water that will well up into their bellies into eternal life. The water of salvation so that they'll never thirst and hunger again. We commit them both into your hands. We rebuke the power of the enemy that is keeping them in whatever shape or form from surrendering their lives to you. Bring someone their way, a co-worker, a friend, maybe a gospel tract that'll be given to them. Maybe they'll find something on the street that they'll read. Maybe they'll hear a Christian song or tune into a Christian program on the radio or online. Or give them a desire, perhaps, to enter into a church, to visit a church. Whatever method you choose, Lord God, you know what's best to do. We pray for both Eric and Nelson. Save both their souls, Heavenly Father. Deliver them, Lord God. Fill them both with your Holy Spirit. You know all the details. You know what needs to be done. You know what they're doing, who they're with where they are lord save both these young men say to both their hearts follow me and let them follow you lord god we commit them both into your hands in the mighty name of jesus we call it done amen and amen well We have come to the end of our time together this week on the Parents of Prodigals podcast. I pray that the insights, the devotional, everything that was said during this time together was edifying, strengthening, comforting to those who are listening live now and will be listening at a later date by download. And I want to encourage all of us who are either parents or guardians of prodigals that we need not be discouraged or feel down or have anxiety in our hearts as we continue to lift up our prodigals in prayer and trust the Lord for their salvation. They will come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. We need to continue to pray and fast for them. Not just one prayer once a week, nor depend on others to pray. Yes, that's good. We all will unite in prayer. But we as parents and guardians of prodigals ourselves need to pray without ceasing for them. 
And so our next time on the air will be next Thursday, February 9th at 7 p.m. And I thank you for tuning in. We will continue lifting up these petitions and requests before the throne of grace. It will not stop when this podcast stops. During the course of the week, we will continue to lift all these names up in prayer. And please, if you have a prayer request, submit it to our podcast website, and we will lift it up in prayer all through the week. We will pray without ceasing, and we will mention it on the air as well, if you desire that it do so. So until next Thursday, February 9th at 7 p.m., I want to leave you with this thought and with this encouragement. Pray without ceasing. Be steadfast in prayer, watching therein. And most of all, watch the road. Watch the road. Your prodigal, our prodigals, will be on it. God bless you. And good night.